Stay focused on your mission, remain steadfast in your pursuit of excellence and always do the right thing. Mark Espo Welcome back and thank you for joining me on the podcast of PMISF Bay Area Chapter Back to Basics Season 1 meant for the professionals of the project management in the Bay Area and this is me your host Priya Kaur. You know, it's easiest said than done. We often tend to make promises, aim high on goals, but unfortunately stumble on to pursue them amidst complexities of life. But there are some who navigate their way to their ultimate mission and achieve their goals, like the one I'm about to introduce to you on our show today, Larry Apke. Larry Apke is the Chief Agile Officer at the non-profit venture The Job Hackers, founded by him and his childhood friend Dave Rawlings in the year 2017, with the only mission to provide free training on Agile and Scrum for people in transition to help them upskill themselves and find fulfilling job. For the past three years, the Job Hackers has been successful in training over 450 unemployed people in Agile and Scrum in the Bay Area. And this is no joke. Larry, a father of three boys and an author of two books on Agile, namely Understanding the Agile Manifesto, A Brief and Bold Guide to Agile and Managers from Hell, the PMO is Dead and Other Agile Stories is currently working as an expert scrum master for PGNE Driving Innovation in how can PGNE become a more data-driven company to ensure safe, reliable and affordable operations of a clean energy network. I am super happy to have him on the show today to talk about his not-for-profit venture, The Job Hackers, and how it is making a huge difference in the lives of those who are struggling to find a path to success in their career today. Welcome to our show, Larry. I am very, very excited to have you on our show with us today and learn about the successful initiatives, or I would rather say a non-profit venture, the job hackers that you have started. And first of all, what a cool, cool name it is. Why did you think of this name? Let's start with that. Well, that's great. And, and, and thank you so much for, for the opportunity. I'm very excited as well and, and excited to be able to, to you know reach your audience who is a, a really good target audience for, for some of the work that we do and, and I think we can benefit them and we have uh, in the past certainly benefited the folks of PMI in San Francisco but the job hackers was it's really it's kind of a funny story because I was teaching the class but I but we hadn't formalized it I was teaching it usually about you know maybe four or five times a year and I had a friend of mine from childhood who I grew up with all the way through elementary school and high school and he took my class. Uh, he was a former CFO. He was very successful and he really loved it. And he said, you know, if I had taken this class when I was a CFO, I could have probably saved some of the companies I worked for. So he thought, you know, let's let's do something with it. This is a great class. Let's do something with it. And I said, sure, you know, whatever. And I kind of forgot about it. But but he's a very uh, he's our, he's our co-founder at Job Hackers. His name is Dave Rawlings and, and he's very tenacious, which is great because he, he's good with a lot of the things that I'm not good with. So we compliment each other. He calls me up one day and he says, so what are you going to call this thing? I, I'm like, Dave, what, a, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. He said, this, I'm filling out the paperwork for the city of San Francisco to register this today. So you need to come up with a name. It took me a while because obviously we wanted to get a, a domain that was available and, and so many people out there doing agile stuff. We looked up agile this, agile that, and there was just nothing available. It, it came to me that, you know, the reason that people want to be associated with our organization uh, is because we help people get jobs. I mean, that's really, really important. If you don't have a job and you get one 
everybody knows that that's, that's a, there's a huge difference between those two things, right? So I figured, okay, job. And, and then a lot of the boot camps and, and places, you know, have the word hacker in them. So I looked up job hackers and it was available. And I said, okay, good. That's it. Let's take it. That's such a story. I mean, your friend, I would actually give it to him. He's adventurous. He's like coming one day. Let's do it. I've yeah. got a plan. Let's just go ahead with it. That's interesting. So I'll ask you in a more precise manner, what was the idea behind the job hackers. I'm sure you didn't plan it that you're gonna register it and gonna continue it forever. There must be a thought to initiate this uh, entire project. What was the idea behind the job hackers? Position? Well, even before it was job hackers, I, I had for a couple of years before we became a, a registered nonprofit organization, I had been teaching the class, as was the, the class that you know my friend took, uh, that Dave took, our co-founder. And I remember being in Sunnyvale uh, at the time I was doing a contract with, uh, with Apple. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to help people out with jobs and other things. So I, I went to the Sunnyvale Chamber of Commerce, I think it was, and they have a, a group there called ProMatch, which is part of Nova, which is a job works program. And I remember going into this ProMatch meeting and, and, the, and the room was packed with all of these people. They were veterans of, of industry. And, and a lot of them found themselves, you know, for the first time in 10, 15, 20 years looking for work. They looked like they needed a lot of help. They didn't know what to do. I mean, job searching, finding work and doing things changed, obviously. It changes all the time. It changes very fast. So I just remember leaving that meeting with a couple ideas in my head. One was if, I, if somebody gave me a million dollars, which anybody wants to, million, two million, three million, whatever, just give it to me. I would hire 10 of these people. I have no idea what we do, but it'd be great. Um, so many talented people, so many professionals who were struggling with this concept of getting jobs. And, and the other thing to me, and, and I'm a very emotional person, I think my, you know, my participants and students knew that, I almost nearly cried when I left that because they just needed a little bit of help. I mean, these are professional people, but they needed some help. And I, and I said to myself, I need to go out and do this. I need to go out and help these people in the way that I know how to help people. I don't know much, but I know Agile and Scrum really well. So if I figured if I could teach people Agile and Scrum, it could help upskill them and, and make them more attractive to the workforce so they could get work. You know, over the years we found out that's, you know, that's true. And, and we've just kind of gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and this thing snowballed from, from that day. Wow, Larry, that was very, very thoughtful of you. Your emotions carried you through this entire journey. And, uh, you know, sometimes a thought clicks you you stick with it for a time being and then it just vanishes. You get busy with your own life and you know, you move on kind of stuff, but you really held to that thought and held to that emotion, gave it new meaning altogether with this platform, with this mission. So much respect for that, Larry. Honestly. Thank you. I want to know more about this journey with the job hackers. Yeah, well, you know, you've got a good part of the journey. It kind of started with this meeting at ProMatch and then I started doing these small classes and they were all they were just in-person classes the very first class was seven people but but the interesting thing about that class i think within 30 days i think maybe four out of those seven people got a job it kept me going from the standpoint of gosh this actually does work 
right? Because I was just testing it out, to, so to speak. I mean, I was just trying to see, is my idea viable? And that's what it was. And it was, it was successful beyond what I would expect, you know? And so I kept doing it. The last class that was all in person, there was about 15 people. And that was a class with, with my co-founder Dave and, and some others. And that was a great class. But then the following class, we had already received our um, 501c3 and we became a nonprofit. And that was October of 2017. So we've just, you know, gone over that three, three year threshold. And then we started taking people online. So we grew from 15 people in a room to now, you know, 25 people in a room and maybe 100 people online. And then with, when the pandemic hit, we just went all online. But this particular class, which we just finished, started with 185 enrolled, um, 107 finished and, and completed and got a certificate out of that 185. Sure. And these were people represented all over the country, not just the San Francisco Bay Area, but all over the country and all over the world. We had seven or eight countries that were represented this this class, and that continues to grow because we're online. You know, we're on Zoom. You can you can take it from anywhere. You know, that's kind of the journey. It was it, it's it's been a great, really great journey. And and I think over and over through the years, I think that this decision has proven to be a watershed decision for the success of the job hackers as an organization that helps people. If I wanted to be a for-profit company, I think I would be swimming in money. I always say, don't tell my wife that, but I think we would be because we're seeing programs that are for-profit programs doing much, much less than we are as far as their impact and getting all kinds of money from venture capital because they are for-profit enterprises. So this is why, you know, people sometimes question, why are you a nonprofit when you could make you know, a ton of money and you could, you could be wealthy. But I think the true measure of a person is not in wealth, it's in impact. And I think by being a nonprofit, our impact on the world is much, much greater than it would be if we were a for-profit. So that's really our story, is being a nonprofit and keeping mission above profit. Education we gave is 100% free. We've never charged anybody. So we've estimated since October of 2017, when we became a, a nonprofit, that we've given away over $2 million worth of education. First of all, congratulations for your last class success. And yes, since 2015 and now, you've come a long way and you've seen a lot of success with students getting jobs, getting certified. There's a lot of satisfaction in seeing that you are contributing to the society. You are doing something good, you're doing something right. As the basic human nature goes, it's easy to swing with the financial thoughts that, oh, I can probably gain much more than uh, what I already am. But you did not let money get into your way. That's an interesting point. There, there's another thing too, and, and I don't want folks to think that, you know, I'm just selfless. I get so much back. It's just not monetary in nature. And the other thing by not charging, and, and I think this is big for me, I am free to do what I feel is the right thing to do. I think so many times when we're in a when a financial situation, it puts a straitjacket on us. We need to say things um, in order to make money, and we can't be controversial, and we can't say what we want to do, and it restricts our freedom. So, you know, when I'm teaching my class, look, I'm going to say what I want to say. This is my class, and. Um, Gosh, you can't really buy that freedom because you don't get it in your day job, guaranteed, no matter how much freedom you have in your day job. So that's a big plus for me too. And 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 the people are great. I mean, it's we're just one big family. So so what I get back from it, even though it's not monetary in nature, is is certainly worth the effort that I put into it. Honestly, a lot, a lot many people are going to thank you for this. You are making a big, big difference for a lot many who really need such, such help in their life. Tell me about uh, the eligibility criteria for anyone to be 
on this training session that you host. Is it absolutely free for everyone? Yeah, no, it's absolutely free. Um, now, the curriculum that we go through, we have suggested reading um, and books. Uh, I believe that, you know, all the great thinking in the world was is captured in books. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not in videos and and other things, but books books are the way that I like to do it. And I, I you know, ask our participants to read. Um, I don't make them. So they might have to shell out for some books. One of those books is my book because I want them to understand my thinking. It's not that expensive and all the proceeds actually are donated to the job hackers. So it's I don't make any money off of that one. But so there might be a small fee for the people who, who actually buy the books instead of getting them from the, the library or something. But other than that, it's 100% free. Very nice. I mean, they're investing in themselves. So yeah, I think I would not call it as anything related to the monetary gain. How about right. the eligibility? What kind of eligibility criteria do you have to shortlist any participant? That's, a, that's an awesome question because um, one of the things, be, one is because it's free, we don't need to pre-screen people. And we don't. Um, and, and that's had some interesting um, byproducts or, or, or effects that I want to talk about briefly. But, but first, there isn't any screening that we do. We basically work, a lot of our people come through partners and word of mouth, so they're, they're aware of what the program is. Um, and we basically say, look, try it, right? Go to a couple classes, you don't like it, you could drop. I mean, we started with 180, 190 or whatever it was, and we only had 107 that, you know, finally went through to the end. And some people got jobs and some people just said, hey, this isn't for me. Great. I'm, I'm cool with it, right? Um, I've always said, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, whether two people show up or 200 people show up, right? Um, right. So join us, the more the merrier. The, the knock on effect of this, by the way, uh, and I've started giving some talks on this about diversity and inclusion, is because we're not pre-screening, the diversity that we see with our participants is something that, you know, Silicon Valley and the San Francisco Bay Area, everybody's hand-wringing about, they can't get, you know, women and, and minorities hired. I think it's a lot of crap, to be honest with you, because I think it's just what I would consider virtue signaling. It's much easier to say we want something than to actually do something about it. Over 60% of our participants are women. How about that for diversity? Over uh, Roughly, it's about 50-50 non-white, and our average age is 43. So we have this this huge diversity uh, of people within our program. And, and the main reason that most companies don't get the diversity is they figure out, even if it's unconsciously, ways to screen out the diversity. We don't. Correct me if I'm wrong, there's no age uh, criteria as well, like you need to be of certain age to be a participant? Or no, what? I think if I look back, I think our youngest is is would be around would be around college age. So I haven't looked at the exact number, but our youngest would probably be about 18, 19. Our oldest, if I remember, you know, and just looking through the numbers just casually, is well into the six, 60s and I would think early 70s. So we have that range that goes all the way through, but the average is about 43. Oh, wow. So come on, come all. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we, and it's not technology based. That's the other thing that, you know, a lot of people ask us, do I have to have technology because Agile and Scrum is generally used for software development and technology, though it is branching out quite a bit these days. I don't think so. There are some technical bits because I've spent, you know, three decades in and around software development. So that's the metaphors and the, the experience I have. So I can't really talk 
talk to much else, but we get lots of people who aren't technical and they come from all walks of life. So if you have that vigor, if you really want to learn something new or add to your skill, the job hackers is the place and it's costing you no money at all. <laughs> this is impressive. This is so good. But money matters, honestly. Yeah, money. Well, money matters. When we, we, we Even a nonprofit needs to make some money in order to operate. Um, the interesting thing for us is, is that we are a fully volunteer organization. So we have nobody on payroll. So that that is right and, and we're we've never had an office i mean we have an office that people can mail stuff to because we have to but we don't really have a physical location we all work out of our homes and 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 we do classes we used to do classes at linkedin they were a great sponsor of ours for for space and we do everything over zoom so our our yearly operating expenses in the bay area is is usually less than ten thousand dollars per year i mean i do understand there is no incoming but yes of course no matter how much the amount is there's still cost involved in managing these operations how do you manage that without asking for fee or any you know registration charges anything like that we get donations a lot of the people who take the class after they get a job they'll give us a donation sometimes uh, we have people who have it's supposed to be for people who don't have jobs but sometimes Sometimes we have people who have jobs and they join us. We're not going to screen them out um, and they'll give us a donation. And um, the, I, I mentioned, as I mentioned, I have some books that I wrote and we get donation from that. It's 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 not a lot. I mean, it's not a, a bestseller on Kindle, but, uh, you know, we get I think it's close to about a thousand dollars a year just from the book. Uh, royalties that are donated. We do get uh, smile.amazon because if you buy stuff from Amazon and you put in a charity, a lot of people put our, put us in, we get that. It, it comes in little things like that. You know, we've we've got, um, and then one of the other things I do is I'll usually do one or two fundraiser classes every year. Nice. And I, I've actually done it with San Francisco PMI a couple times where we'll charge people for the education that I give. We'll do it in a, either a one day or two day seminar format. And then all of that money, all of my portion is donated to job hackers. So, I mean, it's just little things. It's not, we don't have any grants. The, the way we talk about it is, you know, we, we need three things to be successful. We need to get, uh, number one is we need to get to the people who need us and serve as many people as we possibly can. And we have not hit an upper limit on that. No, we, we've never hit an upper limit on class size, for example, because we're using Zoom. So, you know, we, we can have two, 300 people. Um, second thing is we want to get those people jobs because this is what's really important for people. And we found that within 90 days of taking our program, it's about 40% of the people that we can track get jobs. So we don't know what the exact number is because it's really hard to track people after they leave the program. Third thing is we'd love to raise money so we can do more of the first two. Just imagine what we're doing on less than $10,000 a year. If somebody came in and gave me a check for a million dollar grant and said, Larry, go out and do this thing, you know, where you have employees and you have office space and you can do this full time. Imagine what we could do if we had that money. There will be a day soon. I hope and pray. That we is we hope so. Every once in a while I get a good idea is the way I describe it. We have a program that we call Pay It Forward. We're, we don't make people do this, but we ask people, since you are not paying for this education and it's 18 hours of classroom time, would you be willing to donate 18 hours of your time to a nonprofit in your community? Yes. And we generally get about two thirds of our participants who sign up and pledge to give 18 hours. So you can imagine the amount of the thousands of hours that are donated on behalf of the job hackers um, through that pay it forward program. So, you know, the impact that we have is just far outpaces the amount of money that, that we need to run this thing. That is so beautiful. One thought leads to another and you have amazing 
amazing group of people of course you're giving back to society so much that people would definitely want to come forward and you know contribute yep. to help you grow further so this is beautiful i really wish you all the luck and i hope it grows many folds in the coming days and the future let's talk about the schedule of this program so how often uh, do you organize these sessions i understand pre covid times you used to have these boot camps and uh, now because it's not possible it's more on the zoom or online mm. so uh, has the frequency changed uh, or you are sticking with the plan what schedule do you prefer following right well we, we just finished our last class of 2020 we're going to be gearing up for our next class in january um uh, our our start date we do tuesday and thursday mornings for 6 weeks from 7:30 to 9 in the morning. Um we do that because uh, uh we do, we're all volunteers we have day jobs so we have to be done by 9 so we can go do our day job and and before we finish I want to talk a little bit about my day job. Um but um that's for 6 weeks 7:39 Tuesday and Thursdays and and we'll start January 19th which is the Tuesday of uh, January 19th 2021. We run it four times a year. So it's basically, you know, uh, winter, spring, summer, fall. um and my goal is you know to run it four times a year for as long as i can do so and have it available for people talk about running it four times a year the interesting thing about running it four times a year it's not associated with that but it, but it just comes to mind is people like the class so much that very often they take it more than once we never expected it so i have people who take the class three or four times i may start in january 2021 and 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 actually have a lot of the same people take it spring summer winter and fall through through 2021 <laughs> they love you so much larry it's the family so i mean of course you know i think i have a great deal of affection for the people and i think it's it's mutual but it's a community that we've created and that's why it's so strong um cuz you have to imagine now we're doing this four times a year we've been doing this for years now tell me because you have these amazing people who really love you and get back to you whenever whenever they can and join your class again and again tell me what kind of interesting feedbacks have you been receiving from all your students uh, some of the you know maybe your hand picked feedbacks that you would want to share about there's just so much of the of the feedback it's really hard to share any one thing but but what i will say is is uh, for those uh, who are listening who are interested to to hear about this i think it's an 80 90 review. views up on something called switchup.org and the reviews are great. So we've been ranked as actually as one of the top 10 boot camps in San Francisco because of the the reviews that are on switchup.org and people love it. But we call the program the Agile MBA, which I didn't mention yet. And the reason we call it that it's it's we put it in quotes, right? Because obviously we're not giving people an MBA, but we had people coming back to us who have their MBAs and they said, you know, if I learned this in my MBA program it would be, be the best class. in my MBA program. I wish I had learned this in my MBA class. But yeah, and and, and th- so this is the feedback. So we started calling it the Agile MBA. We talk about the free, we talk about the, you know all everything else, but what we what I don't want to lose sight of is that the class itself I think is unique for many many people, not just for finding the job, but but the curriculum and and the things that we cover and the way that it's covered and how we do it um it's life-changing for people. And that's, you know, again, this is the payment that I talk about. Beautiful, Larry. So you mentioned mentioned that the next session is going to happen in January 2021 what can one expect in this training session what kind of curriculum are you going to follow or is there any new experience that you're going to add just give us a 
bit of a highlight about the session? Well, I, I think at this point, since we've been doing it, you know, I think the curriculum is pretty well battle tested because we've been doing it for about five years. And so it's, it's, I'm not saying it's set, but it's fairly well set. We start out basically talking about Agile and Scrum. We talk about why. I, I don't I don't care as much about what as I care about why are we doing this, why is it successful, et cetera. And we we go from there, we do some some basic understanding of how to, to assess value and effort and how to deliver value to your customers quickly. Uh, a lot of people understand that concept, but the way we do it is pretty unique. And, and then we talk about Scrum, particularly because it's one of the ways that we can, you know, be agile on a daily basis. And and, and so uh, I go into some depth with that, but I talk about it in, in the sense of here's what I learned over the last dozen years or so of doing this work every day. And then we really start moving into what I consider the fun parts of the course. I mean, the, the first part's good, but I think that the second part's better because we start talking, uh, we, we talk about principles, product development flow, uh, from Don Reinertsen, which is just a fantastic book. It's very dense. So, we, you know, it takes me almost two classes. It takes me about three hours to get through it. We talk about systems thinking, which is, you know, hands down uh, so important to what we do. We talk about theory constraints. We talk about cognitive illusions and cognitive biases. We talk about uh, human neurophysiology and how the brain works because, you know, you're, you're doing knowledge work and it's people's brains, you know, it's, it's thinking, it's thought work, uh, which is completely different than we talk about and so, you know, complexity in, in the complex world is completely different than the simple and complicated world and, and what we need to do to be effective. And, and we, then we talk about people and the books we cover, you know, Reinertsen's uh, Principles of Product Development Flow. We cover Peter Senge, uh, Fifth Discipline. We take Drive from Daniel Pink. We take Peopleware from uh, DeMarco and Lister. Um, as you know things that we want folks to read because these to me you know when i when i put the, the curriculum together i asked myself a couple questions one is how much time do i think people would actually stay engaged in what we do so you know i figured it'd be about two days so that's 16 hours so we ended up being about 18 hours i said okay if i had that 18 hour container um what the heck could i tell them that would actually make a difference what is what is the most important things that i've learned in my life that that i could share with them that is going to to hopefully change their lives once i have that container so that's how i approach the curriculum Beautiful. Uh, Larry, do you have any particular suggestion for people who are going to sign up for your classes? Um, is there any particular thing that you would really like to mention about? And of course, how do people get registered themselves? Yeah, I don't think there's any anything that folks need necessarily have to do before the class. The only thing I recommend is if they're going to try to keep up with the reading, you might want to start early. So when, when people go to our website, which is thejobhackers.org, there's a link that says Agile MBA. You click on that link and there's a form it's very easy to fill out the form we'll send back um it's it's just an auto response but we'll send back the the, the curriculum the syllabus and um you can look at the syllabus and you say hey that sounds good i'm gonna sign up and then uh what we'll do is we'll do enrollment and registration starts two weeks before the class so in this next class it will be january 4th so anyone who signs up before january 4th we keep their names and their emails and we'll contact them and let them know registration is open and give them a link so they can register. So the only thing I can say is other than that is if, you know, people are slow readers and they do want to stay up with the books because there, there's some big books and there's some, they're not e some of them are not easy, is to start reading early, I tell people. But that's it. Nice. That's a great suggestion, actually. So what I've understood in the entire interview is that 
one main thing <laughs> your platter is so full larry <laughs> i don't understand how do you take out time for yourself or how do you take out time for your day job would you want to share something about that too yeah it's, no i certainly want to i mean most of us work a day job and even if we're working 40 hours a week you know we're, we're, you're looking at a couple thousand hours every year and and then you know i uh, for me i put a lot into job hack. i'm not the only one we have a bunch of volunteers to put in a bunch of time, so I don't want anyone to think it's just me. But I'm putting in probably about an, an additional 600 hours a year outside of my day job. It, it, it just takes discipline. I get up really early in the morning, sometimes 5.30, 6, 6.30 in the morning. I'll get a lot of, I'll get my job hackers work done before my classes start. And then my day starts at uh, usually at nine o'clock or, or earlier at my day job. So my, my day job, I want to talk about, um, I just took a job with uh, Pacific Gas and Electric PG&E. I know PG&E sometimes gets uh, some bad press. There's been some problems and I think everybody understands that. But for me, the reason I took that job is the challenge of actually doing something that affects Northern Californians, millions of Northern Californians, uh, on a daily basis and the teams that I work with and I can't take credit for this because I just I just showed up not too long ago but the teams that I work with when we look at the the, the planned power shutdowns which which I think most people know are called PSPS the, it was it was like 42 percent of the area affected than it was the year before well how did they do that how did they make these things better right they're necessary but how do we make them better so that we don't affect as many people as we did the year before and what we're doing is we're taking big data right we're taking data and understanding we've got as far as i know uh, we've got meteorologists and there's people who know more about this than me but you got a bunch of people who are who are looking at this very very scientifically and saying okay what is the minimum footprint we can do the ability i think it was 42 percent of the year before and so we're using data. So the teams that I work with are machine learning teams. They're data scientists. And, and when you think about PG&E, you don't think about that. So that's why I wanted to put a plug in for my day job, because I think there's so many people out there um, who are very talented uh, programmers and, and technicians and, and project managers, program managers, whatever, who are working for software development companies uh, and technology companies, who I think their net benefit to society is, is probably negative. So I think, and, and this is the choice that I made. I went to PG&E specifically because I thought it was a great opportunity to positively affect more people in a positive, net positive way to help us figure out clean energy, to help us figure out uh, how to inspect. That's one of the things my teams do is they, they, they take drones. I mean, this is high tech stuff. Drones are taking pictures so they can do the inspection sooner so that if there's a problem, they can find it sooner so that it doesn't cause a fire, it doesn't cause an outage. This is important stuff. That's my day job. Outside of that, I'm doing job hackers. And then outside of that, it's my family. That's it. That's all I have time for, really, honestly. You are so much involved in everything. And honestly, thank you so much for adding this perspective about PG&E. It, it is great. Thank you so much about that too. And Larry, you've got a lot of fire in you. I really appreciate and respect your enthusiasm and you know your thoughts and your pure mission. And I hope it really reaches the zenith of success. I, I certainly I, I appreciate that. But I have to tell you honestly that I think pretty much I've, I've, I've far surpassed any of the dreams that I would have ever had for myself already. So everything that happens from this day forward is just, you know, it's gravy. So it's great. Super awesome. Good to hear that. Thank you so much, Larry. It was so nice talking to you today. And thank you so much for your time and, uh, you know, sharing all these valuable information about the job hackers. And uh, for all those who want to register themselves, 
watch out. It's time for enrollment. And yeah, I wish you all the best. Well, thank you, Priya. I appreciate it. And I, I thank you for taking the time uh, for the interview. I thank you for having this platform so that we could, you know, hopefully reach more people and help more people. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This is all for today, but if you have any suggestions or want to learn about something through our podcast, do write into me at Digicom Manager, that is D I G I C O M M Manager at P M I S F B A C dot O R G, and I would be happy to put it together in my next episode. Till then, don't forget to join P M I S F B A C dot O R G and never stop learning something new because learning is the basis of everything. And everything comes back to the basics.